0: Unique, yet common-sense opinions on sports, this is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Hey, welcome to another episode of the show. Coming up, we're going to hear from Scott Lynn of the Lynn Murray Solly Podcast. Scott, of course, a long-time national sports talk host and anchor, as well as long-time in the Washington, D.C. market. Scott and I are going to talk some football. He is standing by in the virtual green room. And will join us in just a few moments. I record this show on September 27th, uh, just shy of 8 o'clock p.m. And a day before, Hurricane Ian, or I want to say Ian, because I'm used to the name Ian Eagle. But uh, I digress. Hurricane Ian bearing down on the state of Florida. At this point in time, it's starting to look a little farther south than coming up Tampa and the I-4 corridor. Maybe we'll be a little farther south. Uh, We'll see what happens. But for all of you who are in the path of the storm, you may be listening to this while you're waiting the the storm out and uh, getting by without power. We just hope that everybody stays safe and use good common sense. If you're at a place where you need to get out, get out. If you hear this before, the store makes its, uh, its, uh, trek on to the state. So just be careful out there. And, uh, we want you listening to the podcast for, uh, many, many years to come. So please, please heed, heed those words if you will. All right. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show from the Lynn Murray, Solly podcast and, uh, I tell you what, it's always great to have Scott Lynn on the show, and particularly now because being a responsible podcaster, I'm putting out content to listen to while Hurricane Ian comes across the state of Florida, so uh, we have Scott here to uh, talk a little sports and uh, help keep us entertained uh, during that time. Scott, thank you for being here again.
1: Oh, man, Jeff, it's good to hear your voice. It's good to see your face as we record this via Zoom and hope everybody obviously stays as safe as possible because that thing is a monster. You know, I mean, the, the least of our worries from the sports perspective is, oh, SMU and Central Florida got moved and we're monitoring the Chiefs and the Buccaneers and others. It's like, dude, those the You know, let's let's talk about the Gulf Coast of Florida and then we can worry about the games. The games will be made up. It's like, you know, oh, what are we going to do? I don't know. There are other places in the United States that are not affected by this mammoth
0: thing. So watch that. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually intrigued to have the uh, the toss up. You know, Sunday I can watch the Cowboys and the co- uh, the Commanders, yes, uh, or and watch UCF. I can watch both at home on TV, or I could go to the UCF game, which I'm leaning towards because you know we only get so many of those a year. Sure, so why not? Uh, but uh, it's it's good to it's good to have such problems, right? E- exactly,
1: <laughs> right? Options. There yes. you go. So yes. anyway, how are you doing? What's on your mind, sir?
0: Yeah, so you know, let's talk a little bit of football, and uh, you know. Uh, I have learned. It took me a long time to learn that the NFL is a week-to-week business, right? And of course, your Philadelphia Eagles off mm-hmm. to a three-and-zero start. Are you highly encouraged, cautiously optimistic? Where do you fall so far? In this early part of the season. So cautiously optimistic, but that even might be a stretch.
1: Not that I'm a naysayer or a hater. We're actually talking about this on Tuesdays. Most Tuesdays, we get visits from Zabe. So he stopped by and we literally said, what do we know? What do we know after three weeks? If you would have told me, Jeff, that they were going to be three and oh, I would have said, "Okay, neat. If you would have told me that the toughest game to date would have been from the Detroit Lions. <laughs> then I would have turned around and went, get out of here. No, you're, you're kidding. But so what do we know that the Lions gave the Eagles the toughest fight? Was it because it was week one jitters? Was it because... The Lions are a feisty bunch, and they can move the football, and St. Brown is having a bomb season, and Swift, and this, that, the other thing, and Hawkinson, like, they got stuff, and it's coming together, and Campbell's a really good coach. In week number two, they did a really, really good job on Monday night against Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and friends. A great night, but... Again, being here in D.C. for decades plus, we all know what Mr. Cousins is like under the light. So there's that little narrative. But the Eagles also played really well. And then last weekend uh, against Washington, they mauled poor Carson Wentz where well, they have eight or nine sacks or whatever yeah. it was. He couldn't, you know, I think he just in. got sacked
0: again. <laughs> Seriously. That,
1: yes. Breaking news. Um, you know, he couldn't get out of. He couldn't get out of their way. And again, I didn't sit in the film room with the friends that I have who are far smarter than I am. I don't know which sacks were his fault. I don't know which sacks were the line's fault. I don't know which sacks were coverage, whatever. It doesn't matter. There were still so many of them. And that was the narrative. I saw a great stat from my old friend, John Kime, name dropper, like it matters. Um, John follows Washington, covers Washington for the ESPN team and has for a very long time. One of the nicest guys ever, ever out there. And I think it went as, and I'm, I'm just trying to do this from memory. Washington has run 55 first half plays over the last two weeks. 27 of them have gone for zero or fewer yards. How is that even palatable, tolerable, defensible? The Eagles have an active front. They get after you. You mean to, I mean, those are, you're of a certain age, I'm of a certain age. We played NCAA college football, which eventually will come back for the video games. Like, I remember us picking really good schools and then sacking the bejeepers out of the opposition just to wind up how much, just to see how much negative yardage they could get. That's where the commanders are are treading right now, Jeff. That's that's gross. So back to your initial question, I am cautiously optimistic. I'm really happy to see that Hertz has improved on what he needed to improve. But that's a so far. Again, you're down there. Do we you know what do we know about the Buccaneers? They they're really not healthy. What do we know about the Bills? They had a hiccup. What do we know about the Chiefs? I just named three really good teams. The Chiefs lost to the Colts. The Colts looked absolutely awful. Are the Jacksonville Jaguars all of that after three weeks? The Raiders can't be this bad, but they are winless. The Chargers really, really banged up. And I look like a fool because I said that was a Super Bowl team. Herbert gets hurt, Bosa gets hurt, Slater gets hurt, J.C. Jackson in and out and and trying to play through injury. Oh, surprise, Keenan Allen's hurt. Like, you know, and and the Russell Wilson experiment looks absolutely atrocious. Trey Lance goes down. The Rams don't look like themselves. Is Green Bay that good? They can run the football. They can play some defense. And Rodgers is slowly percolating with his wide receivers. So while I know I didn't answer any of your questions, it, like we're three weeks in, we think we know. And, the, you know, the quote is we have no idea. And I really don't think we have any idea. We need to see we need to see healthy teams. I, I'm, I'm ecstatic. The Eagles are three and out, Jeff. I, I don't I still don't know what they are. They just appear to be better than some of the other teams.
0: How's yeah. that for a middling answer, my and, friend? Uh, it's, it, but yeah, it goes to your point, though. We we think we know, but do we really know? Yes. you know, I mean, if you tell me the Cowboys are two and one, and those two wins are with Cooper Russia quarterback, right? <laughs> right. You you don't know, and I mean,
1: I watched you know ninety seven percent of the Monday night game, and it was fun. It wasn't exactly pretty. Lawrence is really good at his job. Micah Parsons is really good at his job. Diggs is truly boom or bust. He's going to go for the pickoff, but he's also going to give up catches. I mean, you know, CeeDee Lamb dropped a a certain touchdown. But what do you know about the Giants? Barkley looks better than he's looked in years. I don't get the Daniel Jones hatred. He's not up here as I raise my hand outside of the screen. He's fine. He's, you know, I was listening to Brian Dable's press conference a little, Dable's press conference a little bit. And he said something like, you know, he's making the right reads. He's pulling it down. He's running. I mean, again, first half, the guy had like five or six rushing first downs. That means he's not forcing stuff. Is he going to win you playoff games? No, but they're fine. They're feisty. They may be better than Washington. Again, we didn't expect them to do this in the first three weeks. So as like we sit here and look around, you know e- even Houston will get you in a fist fight i really like damian pierce um i don't mind mr mills and you know I, I, cooks is for the most part always going to compete they're they're severely undermanned and now i'm jumping all over the place but like I, I keep on going well this team's really terrible are they they fought somebody else tooth and nail i, I know there, there there are tears. And I'm sure my friend Steve Zabin will have his tears of a of a clown. And and you know, as we progress, he wants to get four weeks under his belt. So do I. It's like get us to the quarter pole, Jeff. Then we can start going, all right. I'll say something, but you know what else is going to happen?
0: We're all going to be dead wrong
1: come Monday or Tuesday morning anyway.
0: <laughs> Although, is, is it safe to say, though, the commanders are a uh, dumpster fire? I mean, Man, and, they're a mess, and, aren't they? Yeah. yeah and, and 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 it's the Eagles' second home. <laughs> I know. I, I was talking
1: to Sally about that on the Thank You for Pubbing at the Lynn Mary Solly podcast. And there were, I, you know, I, I had no desire to go. I wasn't going to go anyway. I had stuff going on, but I watched and... Was I surprised by the amount of green? No, because like you said, I mean, it's, you know, two hour, 20 minute drive. You can get to Philly from the beltway in two hours and five minutes if you go a little above the speed limit, whatever. They're all going to come down here. Um, I I don't know what the percentage was fan wise. Let's just say it was loud green because those fans were raising a ruckus. But when your team is destroying the home team, it does get easier to be a little louder too. So, I mean, you you've watched, you've, you've watched him afar. Went through the first two weeks was what seven up and three down. And he was actually fine. He had one bad pick against the in the lions game, but appears to be, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love Jahan Dotson. What's not to love about Terry McLaurin. And again, I don't love them, but those two guys, Dotson's going to be something. And McLaurin's already excellent at his job. No problem. The O-line is a bleep show. And, you know, it comes back to the defense. You know, they they had guys go in and out of the defensive backfield. St. Just for at least the first part, was doing well against the Eagles wide receivers. And that was impressive. And it was frustrating from a, a Philly fan perspective because Hertz was trying to get the ball to those guys and he was coming up and making some decent plays. That's fine. But their line, and I know Chase Young is nowhere to be found and still injured, and that's, you know, that has to be a big part of the note. But all of these other guys, I mean, they were also banged up, too. They were brutally thin going into the Philadelphia game where just look at their inactives, like all the depth that they had. A bunch of those guys were, were not available. So, again, it's 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 played by humans, humans who need help. You know, mm-hmm. linemen don't play the entire game. And, you know, no matter what, especially on the defensive side, especially when you're trying to get after a Hurts, a Gainwell, a Boston Scott, a Miles Sanders, a Smith, a Brown, a Watkins, and the list goes on. And, you know, so Washington's messy. I just they're not healthy. And even if they were, they're still underachieving. And I'm sure a lot of the locals are not happy with that at all.
0: How much do you think the locals have washed their hands of this team? So it's it's
1: a great question. I, I don't know what metric you want me to. You know, I, I I listen to my friends who host in the morning. I listen to the the sports junkies, or I listen to my man Kevin Sheehan. There's they're still very active phone lines. I don't know what that means for attendance, but I mean, you know, you watch games that come to FedEx. Just watch for a little bit on, you know, whether you. I, I don't even know if Directv still offers the the game in 22 minutes or whatever, the shortcuts that they used to have. Right. Just check out the crowd. I mean, you know, if it continues to go this way by midway of the season and they get Dallas this weekend, I think, and I should know this, but I don't, it's, it's at Dallas, right? They're going, I think. That is,
0: uh, that is, uh, yeah, and I should actually know this being a Cowboys yeah, fan, right? right. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, that is the yeah, that is in Dallas. Okay, so they're in Dallas.
1: I, I'd be interested after hearing again Philly. Philly's close proximity. New Yorkers, Washington, transit area. There's a lot of New Yorkers down here anyway. You know, in the in the Maryland, Virginia, the DMV as we like to call it, D- District Maryland, Virginia. Um, if Dallas was coming to town next week and there's an S ton of, of Dallas fans still in this area, I'd be I'd, I'd be very interested in seeing the crowd make up for that game because they're always going to be here. Have they washed their hands? They're angry. They're frustrated. They want better. They want better from Rivera. They want better from Del Rio. They want better from Scott Turner. You know, um, there were people like at, during training camp. Oh, Wentz is inaccurate. Put in Sam Howell of, of North Carolina. I'm like, Can we not, you know, let Wentz throw just for a little bit. And then Wentz got active, got active and, and more accurate as camp went on people were like, okay, I'll calm down. But looking at them three weeks in, it's so much more than the quarterback. It's again, it's the line. It's they're just, they're getting demolished. You can't, what quarterback's going to succeed, hold the ball long too long or not. What quarterback's going to succeed seven, eight, nine, you know, sacks in a game. And again, He's good. I get it. But you got to show better three weeks in. The, the books aren't written on any of these teams yet, Jeff.
0: Yeah, you know, and I also kind of wonder, too, it's like, what what is worse, being a team that has been a lost cause for so long or being a fan of the Cowboys who tease you every so often, but they know so, they're just going to break your heart?
1: <laughs> so did you hear, and I, I'm going to see if I can get this for you, because I think I can play this from my phone. Um, there was a great Jerry Jones bite after the Monday night game. It was either after the Monday night game or just before the Monday night game. Where, and again, it, you know, your owner, not one to shy away from any <laughs> camera or microphone. God bless him. He's just, he's just super interested. He was talking about what they're doing and sort of the search the search for a title i do have the jerry bite and i will be more than happy to share it with you my friend um give me two seconds and it's it's courtesy of espn and it should be it should be decent i'm gonna play it right off of my phone here you go in dallas we don't have many wild varmints and i'm sure we've got a lot of uh, bobcats i don't know if you have any mountain blast but if you hear an eerie sound going across dallas that's me with my head in the pillow, screaming at night, pining away, wanting to get in a position to get a Super Bowl. What? Yeah. what, what, what? He's got his face down, screaming into a pillow because he wants Dallas to get. You know, I mean, I, I don't I, question I, his desire. To no, he, he he wants more than you know what. Yeah. And he's and you can speak better this. He's drafted pretty well. There's a lot of guys who have done. I mean, they've also been ravaged by like long term type things that Mm -hmm. are not normal, you know, for for the line to to do for the line to face a fate like it did a couple of years back. You got no control over that. But, you know, I, I, I I'm again, I'm not I'm not a fan. He's he's an absolute trip. He's a crazy man, but yeah. he wants he wants what's best. I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Once uh, and having the intelligence to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, those are two totally Fair. different categories. Fair. Yeah. I, how, how are you on, on Cooper Rush? You've gotten to see a couple games so far. I have to admit I, I was uh, I thought the season was done. You know, mm-hmm. if so maybe did I really learn the week, week to week business line? No. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, he's done far better than I thought. And now mm-hmm. he's got three games as a starter in two seasons, very serviceable. He does have a quick delivery, which yep. helps he's making good decisions. He's not turning the ball over uh, doing the game manager thing. And actually, you know, I think the last two weeks they don't have to rush Prescott now. Right. And I think long term, that'll be a better, better situation for them.
1: Definitely. And, you know, you've uh, you've seen other good things. You've seen the emergence, if you will, of Noah Brown. You've seen and and they talked about a lot about this. Although, again, Jerry loves to loves to just talk. You know, we go as Zeke goes. But then all we were talking, all we were led to believe was it's going to be balanced. You're going to see a lot of Pollard. I'm glad Pollard's really good. And the more Pollard you see. I don't look at it again. If I'm Zeke, I'm like, help me, help, help, help me, help us. You know, you don't want to run Zeke into the ground. Not at this stage. Not at the the health or the you know if the ball control thing ever comes. But whatever, it don't. It, it's good for him in the long run. And I, I don't, you know, I don't want to walk over division. I don't want Dallas to just die off. You know, when when Tyron Smith went down, I'm like, that's bad. And then you know another ding here, another ding here, and then the DAC thing happens. And I mean, the the narrative coming in from camp was, well, what about his foot? And and the and you know like, oh no no, don't worry about that. And then all of a sudden, turns around and it's a it's a thumb thing, and you're like, come on, I'm I'm glad they're staying afloat. I yeah. would like to beat them. I see my team beat them very badly when they play them. Sure. But I don't want I you know, you everybody in the neighborhood should be fine and and it it's you know, makes for better stories. We're yeah. we're at that point. I'm an appreciator, Jeff, not no longer a hater.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they got guys coming back too, so you know, they, yes. you know, so they're getting to reload so to speak and uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. And with a 17 game season, you know, you know, we're lo- we're looking at a long fight. You exactly. Know, exactly.
1: Yeah. We'll I'm I'm good. I don't know what their upcoming schedule looks like. But no, I, you know, I was I was impressed. CD Lamb is CD Lamb is special. That that was a that was a great catch. Yeah. I forget who was it? Somebody was talking about, you know, that Oh, was, it oh, was it Ryan Clark on ESPN? Yeah. It's like he made that catch the left hand. That's the same hand that snatched the phone out of the girlfriend's <laughs> at the draft. I was like, you, that, you that you're was good. Awesome. yeah, that was awesome. Yeah.
0: That was awesome. That was, um, that was great. Yeah. So last question. So sure, man. Uh, quarterback play in the NFL. I mean, you know, the league has been built around the quarterback, but there's a lot of bad quarterbacking in this league. Uh Do you see any opportunity for more running game to um, to (sighs) reemerge? You know, because these days you have to pass to run Mm -hmm. as opposed to run to pass.
1: Uh, I I think we're in. And again, we were talking about this with Zabe. I I was listening to some very smart friends talk about this as well. I think, and and it, this also, you know, fantasy is not reality, but fantasy is fantasy. It's like the ceiling is the roof, MJ. I don't even <laughs> even know where I'm going with that, but I think the more the more we try to ponder it, and and and, and I don't know if we're going to wish it back into happening. Chase Jefferson, AJ Brown, Devante, uh, uh Adams, and in in, in uh, Vegas. Um, Debo, Debo's interesting because he's a hybrid. He's—I don't mean to, to put him in the other guys' leagues. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, um, uh, even what they got going on in Pittsburgh, which I, you know, please put, please God, put Kenny Pickett in because I—I'm done watching Mitch just sort of flatline it. But yeah. when you have guys like Deontay Johnson and and Chase Claypool and George Pickens, dude, those are talented young men. Throw them the football like the the guys that I mentioned first. The time I didn't even mention Cooper Cup, duh, or a Keenan Allen or a Mike Williams or a St. Brown to a certain extent. And there and, and Stefan Diggs, like help me here. There's loads of guys. Mm-hmm. We're in a receiver age where they've all been given tons and tons of money, and rightfully so. There, they are, you know, you they'll throw it to Brown in Philly three out of four downs, and and you know. I don't want to roll it back to like Andy Reid and the West Coast offense, but you, you can move those dudes all over the place, Jeff. They are the now of the running back. So they can help out quarterbacks who are meh. Now you want to flip the story around? You certainly can and go, all right, Lynn, I'll, I'll buy that. And I, I agree to a certain extent. But then you go, OK, we got Romeo Dobbs. We got Alan Lazard. And we got uh, uh, Kristen Watson, who's in and out and, and not exactly healthy. But we got guys who are slowly, again, I I use the word percolating, but slowly melding uh, under Aaron Rodgers. Great quarterback, really good at his job. So he can make chicken salad out of stuff like that. But for the most part, all the other guys I mentioned, you know, I I mentioned the fantasy point, all of the, the ace wide receivers in the fantasy world, they were gone really early because after that top tier, then you got guys. No, no, no slap at them, no offense, but the ones that are special and they are plentiful, these teams know what they're doing by wrapping these guys up. Less wear and tear, I would assume. You know, I mean, the day of the bell cow running back is currently a thing of the past slash on hold. Will it come back? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it comes back in December. I mean, think about how many backs are the one and only. And, I, I you know, I, if I misspeak, please, by all means, correct me. Fournette, Derek Henry,
0: yeah.
1: maybe Saquon. And again, he's coming off of a, of, of an injury. Who else are Damian Pierce, who's relegated Rex Burkhead. But again, he's a rookie like how, you know, Dalvin Cook just got hurt again. But he, you know, people like when he splits with with Alexander Madison. And I mentioned Zeke. Zeke used to be the bell cow guy. The more Pollard, the better. The better for Dallas. The better it is for Zeke. So, I think we're in a holding pattern as the McDaniel and McDaniel's and the Staleys and the Hackett's and the and they all get all over their their wide receivers and go. You know what, guys? We're gonna throw it all over the field. Short, <laughs> long, in between. Beat you deep. We'll get a rocket. We'll. I mean, the Eagles are overloaded the dolphins are overloaded the chiefs reloaded you know they still got guys so and and the the raiders too i mean again i'm i'm like not mentioning every single team but i i think the the era of the receiver is the now like you said it's always been and zabe said the same thing it's a, it's a reality show about quarterbacks but we are in the you know lo- look at the look at the special wide receivers cuz they're that that's the now. That's the that's the cool thing, and it may stick around for quite some
0: time. Yeah, and and a lot of teams go three deep. You know, you you mentioned the Bills. Gabriel yeah. Davis is a great. Sure, I didn't even mentioned Gabriel. G- G- Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's it, yeah. The, the, the more you the more you have in that in that stockpile, it's certainly certainly the better sure. for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So. It seems like uh, I catch you in the evenings uh, uh, in order to get to come on the podcast. And of course, uh, that uh, also kind of mixes around that time where Scott, the chef is in business. Uh, fact, making making yeah. making dinner so uh what's what's on what's on the what's, menu What's tonight? on the menu
1: tonight uh, tonight is uh tofu red beans and rice my wife uh who also works from home she's working late um uh our youngest cuz the other two are now off at college the the oldest one is a junior at James Madison very nice win over app state last weekend yep yeah the world cuz this is their first year in D1 in the in the fun belt so good for JMU uh, i'm going to actually go see them i think they get texas state this weekend it's family weekend in Harrisonburg. So I'll Ooh. be at Bridgeforth, I think it's called Bridgeforth Stadium, down there appreciating the Dukes. My what my daughter's like, you'll go for a half and we may get the remnants of Ian Saturday afternoon into Sunday. So whatever. We'll we'll, you know, they have roofs, we'll we'll be fine and even if it's a depression. Whatever. I just want to see my kid. Um, The other one's at Penn State where he's a freshman now. So we're left with the eighth grader who's at soccer practice. He should be home right now. But yeah, I chopped up some tofu, black beans and rice. He loves it. My wife loves it. My wife is the vegetarian. I've learned to appreciate tofu, Jeff. People are like, seriously, you eat that? And by the way, I'm an avowed meat eater. Love steak, love burgers, love sausage, love. uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not giving up on meat at all, but tofu is one of those things. It's, it's an appreciated texture. It's kind of like mushrooms in a texture. And it it could be spongy and gross. And, you know, you want to saute it. You want to, you want to fry it. You want it, whatever. This is just a quick chop, throw it in the Zatarain or the Zatarain's, whatever, however you pronounce it. (laughs) And they make, they make great red beans and rice, great jambalaya, great black beans and rice. They do throw it in there and let it just sit for like 30 minutes. And it's, It's a good taste. It adds some protein. They, you know, it tastes like what you put it in. So you could put tofu probably in pasta sauce and throw real cheese or non-dairy cheese and just go, look, I've got tofu Parmesan. And people go, oh, good idea. And I mean, it's yeah. So that's 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 what we're doing tonight. So I owe it a quick stir and we'll be having dinner before we know it. Awesome. And I
0: always appreciate your end of the week tweet uh, showing what IPA oh, or, yes. or or craft beer you're enjoying.
1: <laughs> yes. that some things never change. And, and I still get a little bit of backlash for that. It's like, you know, either either people are like, don't you drink any lagers? I'll drink anything. I You know, as long as you drink it responsibly, of course, cheers, enjoy responsibly and all that other stuff. And yeah, people have been so nice. And this goes back such a long time. And I've been incredibly lucky that folks have sent me beer from all over the country and as um my area has gotten what do i want to say relaxed some of their importing laws it's not i mean i live in maryland but in the county you can there, there used to be rules that the stores couldn't forge their own relationships with breweries and so they'd have to go through the county warehouse if you will if i drive to northern virginia which is all of 22 minutes away not a big deal northern virginia has a much larger beer selection but in recent times montgomery county maryland where i reside it's certainly up stepped up its game and that's made for a lot better shopping and whatever plus wherever i am i always you know hashtag buy local because it's fun to support people's breweries so you know there's always there's always a sip of something yeah well
0: in advance of friday we
1: say cheers thank you my friend cheers stay safe down there and enjoy your weekend we'll talk to you soon
0: and we'll close out with a tv theme right after this
1: No Republicans, no Democrats, no team from Washington, no team with a star on the side of their head. We don't even talk about alpha and beta storms around here. And if you believe all of that, I have a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. Captain and company in the morning, join me 9 to noon, weekday mornings on OldSchool101.com because class is always in session around here, virus or no virus.
0: And real quick before we fire up the TV theme, just want to say a quick shout out to my friend Captain Chris Hill. The Captain and Company Morning Show. I was a guest on Monday. It was show number 2,500 for the captain. So uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, Chris and I worked together in radio many, many years ago at WOKB, Orlando's Hot 16. And uh, glad that I get to uh, uh, hang out with Chris and very appreciative of the fact that uh, he lets me take part of. Uh, his A7BN Sports Network, and he airs this very humble podcast Sundays at one thirty Eastern on OldSchool101.com, where you can hear his morning show uh, weekday mornings from 9 until noon. Now let's crank the TV theme. And, of course, that is a long-time great song by The Who that was the opening theme for CSI. CSI aired on CBS for quite a long time, October 2000 to September 2015. Fifteen seasons starring William Peterson, Marg Helgenberger, who still makes my heart beat, Gary Dorden, George Eads, Georgia Fox. Uh, among the uh, the initial cast. Uh, later on down the road, William Peterson left the show. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne came in. I was not a fan of the Lawrence Fishburne years. Uh, he, of course, was a profiler of serial killers and ended up going down that dark road. Uh, so he kind of brought the show down, then they kind of re, re, reinvigorated it when Ted Danson came on board, uh, along with Elizabeth Shue. And of course, uh, another longtime member, Paul Guilfoy, uh, was uh, uh, the gruff cop who worked with the CSIs. And uh, again, 15 seasons on CBS and lives again a second life as CSI Vegas. CSI Vegas came into uh, the scene just last year and... It uh, brought William Peterson and Georgia Fox back to reprise their roles, although they were uh, more of the setup for the main cast of Matt Loria, Paula Newsom, Mel Rodriguez, Mandeep Dillon, uh, Wallace Langham uh, also came back uh, from the original to be on the show. And, of course, William Peterson will not be back. Georgia Fox opted not to come back either. And uh, the word has that uh, Mark Helgenberger will be back on. So... That piques my interest there a little bit. CSI, our TV theme for this week. And once again, people, please stay safe for those in the listening area of uh, the state of Florida as Hurricane Eden bears down on us. And I hope uh, this show provides you good entertainment while you wait out the storm. And with that, we are done here.